Beltone Hearing Aid Center presents The Drive. Ready, fight! The Drive. Elmore deep, left side, three, it's good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Tuesday, November 20th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for joining me. This hour, we're going to hear from Tony Kemper, Marshall's women's basketball coach, Thundering Herd, victorious earlier this afternoon. So Coach Kemper is going to join me. We'll talk about that game. We'll get your phone calls in, of course, at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. If you want to be a part of the program, a little bit later on, we're going to hear from Doc Holliday, get some highlights from his presser, a couple of thoughts from Chase Hancock, Ryan B. Also, I've got Isaiah Green. I've got Tyree Brady. We'll hear from them as they're getting set for Marshall and FIU. That's going to be Saturday. You can listen to that game right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Also, of course, on 93.7 The Dog. So let's get into what happened last night. We have a thundering herd basketball team just throwing down. Marshall was victorious last night, 95-71 over North Carolina A&T. Now, business as usual, right for the Thundering Herd. So far, it seems that way. If you look at the stat sheet, of course, the bench felt like it got to play. Everybody got some piece of action from this game. John Elmore, he had a quiet 18 points. And we say quiet, it, it was... It was a good effort from him, 6 of 14. He was 4 of 10 from the three-point line, perfect from the free-throw line. Uh, He had five rebounds, uh, all defensive. So he was out there working, but Dan Antoni spread the love around. Uh, C.J. Burks had 15 in the contest. Darius George comes off the bench. He chips in 13. Uh, Everybody except Luke Thomas got on the score sheet for points. And... Three minutes, though, for, for Luke. That's it. He got three minutes, had a couple of shots at it, didn't get in in the basket. But other than that, everybody else got not scored. So it was a team effort. Uh, Jansen Williams had 11, and um, Iran Bennett also had 11. Let's talk about his game. Five of seven, hit one of his three free throws, and he was able to pull down three boards, one assist, had a steal, played for 14 minutes, and after the contest, Woody Woodrum caught up with Iran and talked to him about the victory and his performance. Woody Woodrum back here at the Henderson Center after a thundering herd win of 95-71, to 71. and we're talking to Iran Bennett, freshman big man, and a big night for you, 11 points, three rebounds, an assist, and a steal. You feel you're starting to get into a rhythm out there on the court after a year of having to lay off. Oh, oh yes, sir. Um, I think every game it gets it gets better. Like I'm just getting more comfortable out there every every game, and I know it's gonna come. I just, I just gotta take time and be patient, wait for my game to come back to me. I know it'll come and we'll be fine. But great, great win tonight. Everybody played well. Everybody played well defensively, and everybody brought hard, brought it and played hard tonight. So. I like that. 
Now you got off to a great start there with a three-point play right off the bat, and I can see you were pumped up there a little bit. You know, I don't think anybody can understand how hard it is, though, when you transfer. They look at you and say, well, I'm sorry. You can practice all year, but you can't play. It takes a while to bring the game back around. Oh, yes, for, for sure, because while I was out, like, it really, like, it really brought brought me down like when I was out and I couldn't play, I couldn't do nothing to help my team and stuff. And yeah, like that that really sucks. And it feels great to be out there with my team and we're we're winning, we're playing hard, we're playing well, and it's it's fun. It's fun. Who was the most important person for getting you through that year? I mean, usually it's got to be a trainer, a coach, uh, maybe even another player. Um, I would say. Um, Obviously, the, the coaching staff, the coaching staff were all, like, always talk to me each day, just telling me, just be patient, keep working. Um, also, Coach Duvall, he left. He, he's at St. John right now. But he, he, he really helped me out, especially, like, with my diet and stuff and, like, with workouts and stuff. He, he, he really helped out. But them, my, the whole team is supportive, so, like, all – all of them will, will always talk to me and just tell me, like, don't worry about it. Like, you'll be fine. Like, your game will come back. Like, you just got to keep working hard every day, and, and it'll come back. So. Uh, where are you at weight-wise? Are you close to where they want you to be? You know, it seems to me that you run the floor pretty amazingly for a guy with your size. Yes, sir. Um, right now, I'm currently at, at 330, and um, – Coach Dan said before I leave here, he wants me at least down to like 290, and I think I think that's doable. I mean, but I mean, it'll come. I mean, I don't know when it's going. I don't know when I'm going to get there to that weight, but soon, ho- hopefully soon, hopefully soon. I ran. Uh, you guys go against a big school next, uh, one of the Power Fives, Maryland. Talk about how that is as a player. You get ready for a game like that. Um, it's it, it's very exciting because I know as a as an athlete and like a, a D one basketball athlete, you you want to play those big schools and you want to go go there and beat them. So it's it's going to be a very exciting. We just we have to come in um, the rest of the week and just give it our all and get after it and just get ready for this game. Well, congratulations. Great effort tonight. Best of luck the rest of the year. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. That's our Ram Bennett, Woody Woodrum, reporting from the Henderson Center here on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Thanks, Woody. Appreciate that. So the Thundering Herd gets the victory, heading now to take on Maryland. Two undefeated teams. It'll be a good challenge for both Marshall and for Maryland. You like going into these early matchups, undefeated teams, Marshall and Maryland both played the cycle against these teams. Uh, comparable scores. We'll see how it shakes out. Thundering Herd, Maryland, we'll have that for you. It's coming up on Friday. We're going to be on the air at 430 with our pregame coverage. And, again, you can listen to that right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And you can also listen to it on 93.7 The Dog. So when we come back from break, we're going to talk a little bit about the women's game. It was played earlier today at the Cam Henderson Center. Marshall was victorious over Bluefield State, 82-29. to Tony Kemper is going to join me on the other side of the break, and we'll talk about the victory with him. Later on, we're going to hear from Don Holliday, get his thoughts on the matchup against FIU. We'll hear a little bit from Chase Hancock and Ryan B. If we've got time, we're going to hear from Isaiah Green as well, Marshall's quarterback, Tyree Brady. Everybody's favorite target. That's all when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center. 
Live with Paul Swan, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for joining me for this edition of The Drive, again, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. Earlier this afternoon, a pretty good crowd showed up. Uh, almost 900 to watch Marshall beat Bluefield State 82-29. to And joining us now on the program, victorious head coach Tony Kemper. And, Coach, I'm sure it had to feel good to, to finally get everything put together the way you want. Well, it's good to get a win. There's no question about that. Uh, probably a little bit of a workmanlike um, game today, but um, I thought we played, uh, thought we played pretty well. Uh, you know, we still haven't quite played offensively like I think we're capable of, uh, but I thought we put together four pretty good quarters of defense. Um, you know, second half, I thought we were very good on the defensive end and, uh, you know, rebounded the ball with a lot more activity, and that's, you know, that was good. That was needed. So, Was this a good opportunity for you to be able to, to get your squad to, to be a little bit more active? I mean, we've talked about it in the past. It's not the Shana Gore show, but – she definitely bears a lot of the weight of the scoring on this team. But you got a great game today from uh, Taylor Porter. You got a lot of effort today from Kristen Mayo, and that's just on the total points scored. You go down the list, uh, you know, offensively, defensively. Uh, Khadija Brooks. Uh, you look at her, eleven rebounds. So uh, across the board, somebody did something that stood out from top to bottom. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, p- part of. Part of us right now is we're kind of a we're kind of a uh, jigsaw puzzle that's all um, I guess sitting on your table and it's all scrambled a little bit right now and we're putting together a few more pieces every day and I think uh, you know I think the last two outings I thought we played uh, pretty spirited at Southern Illinois um, you know we we really had a chance down the stretch in the fourth quarter and just didn't make offensive things happen uh, to get the win but I thought we put together a pretty good. Um, <clears throat> game in terms of defense and um you know i thought we followed it up to get to today with another good effort there uh, you know but you, you're you're right i think you know Kristen. one of the things that i'm starting to see she's really starting to step up pretty consistently offensively um you know i think she feels a lot more comfortable some of that's uh, you know the freshman year is over um and she's really stepping up and um you know she made a big three the other night um at southern illinois and um you know, we're we're searching for a little a little bit of we're searching for that. You know, who who to get the ball to down the stretch, and you know who else can can take a big shot and hit it. So happy happy with her. Uh, Taylor Porter's, you know, she sat a year ago, and I think she's rounding back into form. And she's got tremendous energy. Put energy. She plays with a lot of heart and has a big motor. And um, you know, I thought she did that well today. She's eventually going to shoot it well, and she hasn't quite yet. Um, but she's she can really shoot it. She doesn't practice, um, you know. And I think that's like I said, trying to put the puzzle together and settling down and understanding everybody's role. But I, I really start to see that, um, you know, maybe what it's finally going to look like, and it's starting to kind of take some shape. So that that part's exciting. It's easier also to p- try to put that puzzle together when you're back at home. Uh, you're on the road for two tough ones against Bowling Green and Southern Illinois, and then you come back home against Bluefield State and get an opportunity to these 
kids get to just work in their own gym, practice on their own yep. floor. You know, all all the things that uh, I guess uh, home field advantage and home court advantage is all about in football, basketball, and every other sport. Yeah, no, it, it's good to be back home, and that you know our schedule is it's getting ready to kind of flip to where we get we get to be at home more than on the road. We've got to go back on the road this weekend to Appalachian State. Um, you know, so that's three pretty tough road games. Um, kind of bang, bang, bang to start the year. And, uh, you know, that, you're right, being at home um, is, is definitely helpful. And, um, you know, but we've, we've played some good, uh, we have played, sorry about that, we have played some, uh, we played some tough opponents on the road. And, um, you know, the Indiana State team we lost to here at home, uh, they, they got a really nice win after beating us at, at St. Louis, which St. Louis is a very good A-10 team in women's basketball. So, um, you know, Southern Illinois actually uh, took Western Kentucky at Western kind of down the wire today. So, um, you know, I think it's that, that part is encouraging for me because, I, like I told you earlier, I, I just, you know, we shot, I thought we played pretty pretty clean on defense, especially in the second half. We shot seven for 33 for three. And I believe that this is a really good shooting team. And it just hasn't quite, we got to break the lid off somehow. And I think when we do that, um, you know, it's certainly going to make it easier to find a way to win some of those games. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about Appalachian State. Now, they've played four games. One of them, of course, is uh, against the Conference USA foe and UAB. So I'm sure it's really nice to be able to, to look at that and know how you've performed against UAB in the past. You know their personnel. So yeah, I'm sure that helps when you game plan because you've got a, a basis now. You know a little bit about some of their opponents, or at least one. Yeah, sure. No, there's no question. And Coach Norton at UAB, I mean, that, that's the that's the conference champion from a year ago. And, uh, you know, he does a great job. So I've uh, I've already kind of we, – we walked up the stairs after the Bluefield game today and we started watching film on them. And, um, you know, I do understand uh, UAB's personnel. And they're, they're somewhat – they've obviously had a great year. They've got a great program. Um, they're a little bit similar to us on how they guard some things. So there is uh, – there's some carry over there for how he did things. Um, you know, that was at UAB. Uh, UAB got him by around 20, I believe. I don't know the exact final score, but, um, you know, this one will be at home for them. And they're coming off two, they have two wins in a row. They beat Davidson the other night on the road, scored 81 points, which um, they kind of broke out of maybe a little bit of a shooting funk like we're in um, to score 81 on the road at Davidson. So, um, you know, they've got a nice team. Um, you know, we're going to have to play hard. Uh, we're going to have to play together. and I know we're going to have to start knocking some shots down one of these days. Has it helped with the holidays? I know for a lot of us, holidays are stressful. You know, we got to worry about take, taking care of Thanksgiving and all that. Uh, all you have to do is go out and coach. All they have to do is go out and be basketball players. And I'm sure you've got somebody <laughs> taking care of the turkey. Well, I, you know, I'm kind of a cook, so I don't. I don't that's that's something I do in my spare time to take my mind off coaching. Um, but uh, so I might I might be in there on Turkey Day making making a turkey. But um, you know it it is nice to not have school. Um, you know we've we've had a chance to maybe do uh, do some more things on the floor. Just take some time to really break things down. And you know one of the challenges that we have we we've got we have young women with majors all across the board and. Um, you know, we have a very tight practice window, and uh, that makes it um, makes it hard to sometimes get everything in you want. So we're going to take our time this week and 
Um, you know, we'll practice tomorrow. We're going to give them Thanksgiving Day off, and then we'll come back Friday, Saturday, and get ready to play down in Boone. So, um, yeah, I think it'll, it, it'll be it's good to get a win today, and um, you know, kind of get that off our get that off our checklist. And now, uh, you know, we can focus on um, Appalachian State. Also, you know, one of the things and you talked about our crowd today. We had an excellent crowd. Um, you know, and we we've got some local local girls on our team and um you know i think wayne wayne high school was out there and the little ones were out there watching ariel atkins and um you know there was a big contingent from logan there watching Shayna. and you know that's fun for our that's fun for our team and it was good um i guess to play that afternoon matinee nobody's in school so they needed something to do so it was great to have them at the henderson center today are you looking for more opportunities like that because when the opportunity avails itself you always get the good crowd support and uh you come home and you see that crowd, and I'm sure that really helped fire up the team today because, I mean, let's face it, um, holidays are here. People are so uh, busy and, and tied up with what they're doing. To look out there, see that crowd and all that support, I'm sure that maybe put a little extra pep in the step today. Yeah, no, it was great. You know, it was great. And I, you know, like I said, we've got – you know this, we've got a roster that um, is kind of dotted with a lot of area girls. So, um, you know, that's one of the things that we want to do in our program is we want our, our players to have a connection to the community. And, um, you know, we, we work on that and, uh, you're, you're definitely right. When you run out of the tunnel and there was a crowd of just under a thousand in there today for, a, you know, like I said, an afternoon game on a Tuesday of, of Thanksgiving break. That's a, that's a good little crowd. And, um, you know, we performed pretty well for them. So that, that's good. Marshall women's basketball coach Tony Kemper joins us on the program. I'm kind of curious. It's just for my own personal benefit before I let you go. Uh, when I hear <laughs> Appalachian State, um, I'm a little older than, than uh, maybe uh, some some of the players on the team, just a little bit. And I hear the name Appalachian just, State. Just a touch. Yeah, just a little. You too. I mean, you and me, we're about the same <laughs> age, right? Just a little, little, little older. And I hear That's the right. name Appalachian State, and just I don't know what it is about them, but there, there's just some feelings that are dredged up from those old Southern Conference days. Is that a thing these days when um, you know you play a, a foe that maybe older herd fans uh, remember? Uh, you know, or do you use that as motivation just to say, "Look, hey, um, Marshall used to hate these guys." Yeah. Well, I, let me tell you something. I may need to bring you in for a history lesson. Okay. You know, because I think it's, I think it is fair to say, um, you know, we have been in Conference USA for long enough that, um, you know, the, the youngsters on our, young ladies on our team um, were probably not around for those old Appalachian State Marshall uh, tangles back from the Southern Conference. So, um, you know, I think it's something that I definitely talk about. Hey, this is a game that used to be played all the time. And, um, our fans are used to going down to Boone, and um, you know there's definitely history there. But uh, you know to think that to say that our 20 year olds really understand that part of it, you know it, it, it's not the case. And um, obviously going to Conference USA, we've developed some new rivalries, and um, you know the Western Kentuckys, and we talked about UAB and stuff like that. And there's obviously some great teams uh, in our league now, but um, I may have to get you in to let them know what it's like down in Boone. I mean, I'm okay. I'm okay to do that. I'm I'm down for stirring it up, especially against you got it a Southern Conference foe, because let's let's be honest, uh, they're all lovable in their own way, but uh, I love hating them even more. <laughs> well, 
we, we may need you, I may need to get your schedule this week. Okay. Maybe you can come in a little five minute, five minute speech about you know why why it is the way it needs to be. So, okay. I don't have any problem with that. Let's man. let's do that. And of course, uh, just uh, for your own protection, let's keep Woody Woodrum out of it because uh, I can't control his language. It would be a little bit more terse than mine in reference to Appalachian State. I got you. Now, Woody was telling me today about the place to go eat down there. Are you are you aware of that place or not? Um, it's been a long time. Ham so. biscuits. He told me something about ham biscuits. Okay. Uh, yeah, we can help with that. I mean that he he said it's a great home style. They bring as much fried chicken as you can eat. I think is what he told me. That which sounds good to me. There are some good qualities about Boone. Not many, but there are some <laughs> some good qualities. Yeah, this will be a fun one. I'm looking forward to it, uh, Coach. Congratulations. Thanks, Thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to, to you and everybody listening. Thanks. Appreciate it, Tony. That's Tony Kemper. Happy Thanksgiving to him as well. And we're going to come back. We're going to hear from Doc Holliday, Chase Hancock, Ryan B. Get their assessment of FIU. Later on, we'll hear from Isaiah Green, Tyree Brady. When we continue with this edition of The Drive, presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're a few days away from Thundering Herd football on the road against FIU. Big game for the Herd because if they can win this one, they're going to upset the apple cart a little bit. Going to make a statement as well. Going to get that eighth win. They're going to look a lot better as far as bowl selections are concerned. The Conference USA champion, of course, is going to have the uh, the selection of all the bowls or whatever makes the most sense. And then the Thundering Herds is going to look like a more attractive package. That's really what you're looking at at this point because if you've got an eight-win herd team and you try to pair them up with an equally attractive team, you get a pretty good matchup. And then there's a possibility the herd could get an extra game with Virginia Tech, and then you might be looking at a nine-win herd team. Not the Conference USA champion, but still a nine-win team with the possibility of getting ten wins. So there's still a lot going on for herd football, but the focus is right now FIU. So today, got a chance to catch up a little bit with Chase Hancock, Ryan B. Uh, We're not going to play all of that. I want to hear a little bit more from Doc Holliday, give you some highlights from his presser earlier. But... One of the questions I asked of Chase Hancock was just kind of give me a breakdown on FIU. I think the, the O-line does a good job blocking. I think they're pretty sound. Um, the wide receivers, they don't drop too many balls. Um, the running backs, um, you know, they'll, they'll stick it up in there, but, you know, they have the tendency to bounce outside, and um, so they've got good speed. Uh, and then the quarterback, um, you know, he does a good job, and he did a good job you know, versus last year. And, um you know, he puts it up there for his, his wide receivers to get the ball. Same question to Ryan B. Just want to get his breakdown, his observation on FIU. Um, from the film we've watched, you know, they're uh, I think they're probably the most complete offense um, in our conference. Uh, you know, they got. A bunch of guys back on the offensive line. Uh, they got good wideouts. Uh, just like I said, complete. So uh, it's a big challenge this week um, to to be able to stop them. 
Now, on the Doc Holiday, let's get his opening statement. Of course, uh, every week his opening statement. Uh, he sets uh, who the captains are going to be and sets the scene for the week. And here's Doc Holiday's opening statement from earlier this afternoon. Okay, uh, just uh, captains for this week. Uh, we got five of them, which is a little bit of a change. You got Malik Gant, Chase Hancock, and Ryan B on defense. Uh, Marcel Williams and Jordan Dowry on offense. As we talked all along, you know, whenever you go on the road and play a game, you got to make sure you take your leadership with you. These guys will be critical that they provide great leadership along with the rest of our guys, and you got to be a tough football team. So we have a great week of preparation. I think uh, no question, uh, but Butch Davis done a great job down there with that team. And uh, I've said all along, the FAU and FIU, whenever they got guys in there, it would develop those guys and coach them hard that they were going to have good football teams. There's no question at this point right now that, uh, that he's done that. So be a great challenge for us. I know our players are looking forward to it and uh, anxious to have a great week this week before we head down that way. So, in Doc Holliday's uh, mind, what is FIU about? Here's his thoughts. The quarterback is just, uh, you, know, you look at his numbers compared to everyone else in our league. I mean, he's maybe at the top, you know, and uh, takes care of the football, number one, very efficient with what he does. And uh, they, you know, like I say, they're, they're doing a great job of, of managing that offense and taking care of the ball. And they got good players. They got four tailbacks that, could, that, are, that are really good in our league, and they've got uh, receivers that make plays. So, uh, you know, they're really good on third down conversions. And if you just look at them from an offensive standpoint, uh, very effective with everything they do. Starts the quarterback, I'm sorry. Another challenge for the Thundering Herd is trying to deal with FIU's defense. Now, their defense, they're giving up 24.4 a contest. I'm sorry, that's their scoring defense, 24.4. Their scoring offense is 35.5. Now, to contrast that, Marshall's putting up 28.1, and they're giving up 19.8. So, FIU giving up almost 25 points. Thundering Herd giving up almost 20 points at contest. Here's Doc Holliday's assessment of FIU's defense. Well, I mean, they've, they've given up. They've done what they had to do to win. Uh, they've, I see a defense that uh, you would think you would see from a, from a team based in Miami that's got a really good team speed. And, you know, they, they make, a lot, make a lot of plays in space. And, you know, Charlotte had a, had a couple big runs against them. And Charlotte did a nice job. You go back and look at that take. Charlotte may have caught him a little off guard because they went to a different quarterback there. He went to that running quarterback that played against them a year ago. So I'm not sure they were totally prepared for what they were getting from Charlotte. But the kid did a nice job, and Charlotte, Charlotte did a nice You know, I thought Charlotte was, you know, and I'm not getting off topic here, but I thought Brad did a tremendous job with that team. That team showed tremendous improvement both offensively and defensively. And, uh, you know, I just hate for Brad what happened to him there. But uh, that, that being said, Charlotte, uh, you know, got after him pretty good offensively without question. And finally, question was asked about uh, getting pressure to the quarterback. Here's Doc Holliday's response to that. Well, it's going to happen. I mean, we've been able to, you know, the thing we've been able to do a little bit this year is we'll be able to get pressure too, just with four. And, you know, we're getting good pressure with the defensive ends. Got some young players that are stepping up and contributing. Uh, you know, Hodge is a guy that's got a lot of talent that's uh, making block these guys hand on his second punt of the year. And uh, so. You know, I think defensively up front, uh, you know, we've been pretty – we're going to have to play the same way. And then well, we could see Amari Cobb go in there and take Artis's Artis's place and become Conference USA Player of the Week was, was good to see. So, you know, we've had some guys – anytime you get into your 11th game of the year, which we're in right now, and of course, 10th a week ago, you, you lose a running back and, and you got Knox steps up, then you lose a linebacker and Amari steps up, and that's what's got to happen to, to continue to be successful.
That's Doc Holliday, some highlights from his press conference earlier this afternoon. Before we hit the break, we'll take some of your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. we got Mike checking in. Go ahead, Mike. What's up, man? Hey, Paul. Um, I got a concern. Okay. Last night, last night I got in the car. My wife and I were on our way some at 7.15 or so, and I, I have nothing against uh, Bobby Pruitt. He and I are friends. Neyland, I love Coach Neyland. I wanted to listen to the Marshall basketball game. So I go over to the FM, your FM station. I get Neyland and Pruitt again. Um, aren't we the Marshall Sports Network? Okay. And uh, aren't, and I will, aren't, I will aren't say we, this. Are you sure? Because what FM did you go to? I went to... 94.1? I'm sorry? Okay, did you go to 94.1 or 93.7 FM? I went to 94.1, which is what I've always gone to to listen to Marshall football on okay. FM. Let me let me let me help you right here. Well, no, no, it'll save. This will save you a lot of stress and aggravation. 94. Well, it's not. It's not the stress and aggravation. The point is, for the last, I've lived in Huntington since '72, and it's always been Marshall Sports on 9:30 a.m. Okay, and when FM started getting huge, then it was always 94.1. Now, all of a sudden, now I can, I'm listening to Metro News, which is based out of Morgantown, which is which is another WBU station, and and I'm, it bothers me that if we're ever going to be a big time program, we're going to have to have a network that is consistent and you don't have to say okay well let's see i've got to listen to either spring valley or i've got to listen to huntington high tonight if it's a friday night game or i can figure out where in the world i gotta find the marshall game did you you, did you ever tune in to 93.7 the dog have you ever tried listening over there because that's our 100,000 watt fm uh our am and our fm combo for the sports station uh, while it covers a good range, uh, 93.7 is going to be your big get it everywhere you possibly can think of home for herd football and basketball. Now, you might have a problem here in a few weeks if Marshall plays Virginia Tech because one of the games is going to go on our AMFM combo and one's going to be on the dog, and that might be the football game on the dog, which is 93.7, but yeah, that's where you go first and foremost. I mean, we had obligations to the Don Neal and Bob Pruitt show because that's partially produced by us. I don't know if you knew that. That's that's partially that's partially our show. Well, even though it's partially your show, nine thirty has been the network for Thundering Herd football or Thundering Herd basketball. And as a, as a Marshall fan, I shouldn't have to search fourteen different stations to find a Marshall football or basketball game. But it's and, always, and but I it's been on the dog for forever. Ninety three point seven, ninety three point seven. It's always there. I, I okay, prom, well, I promise you, it it will be always there. Uh, unfortunately, we did had a couple of programming um, conflicts 
which in that case, uh, 930 and 94.1 will be into a, a different obligation, which is very rare, uh, the Neyland Improvement Show being uh, one of the two or three exceptions. But 93.7, I promise you, if you are ever thinking, where can I find the game, and I don't hear it on 930 or 94.1, it will be there. I promise okay, you. And, and, that's, and that's fine, and I appreciate knowing that now. But, like I said, until we become a until we become a Division One uh, network, our our team is just going to stay a one double A team and a, and a one double A program. Because again, as a sports fan, Marshall fan, I shouldn't have to try to figure out. And well, let's see. Now there's a special thing going on tonight on the regular channel, so I'll just try to go to ninety three seven and. You know, if, if it's the network, it's the network. It, re- it just really aggravated me last night because, I, again, 93.7, I'm, you know, I may have known that in the past, but 9.30 a.m. has always been Marshall football or basketball. Am, am, I, am I incorrect? I don't know if it's been consecutively, but it's been a long time heard home. So, uh, yes, uh, there have been uh, a, a lot of Marshall games on 930, and 94.1 is our translator FM. But, yes, 930 is a um, is an outlet for the Thundering Herd IMG Sports Network. Um, outside of that station in 93.7, uh, the network is controlled and put together by IMG. They're, okay. they're, the, they're the ones, if, if you know of a station that could possibly pick up herd athletics, I'm sure those folks would love to, to hear from you. But outside of our stations, the network is controlled by those folks, just to, just to establish okay. that. They're the okay. ones who control which stations care, you know, what stations they're in contact with and growing the network. Okay, one other question. Sure. Are we not big enough to have our own network that we've got to tie into Metro News? How so? What? Yeah. How so? As far as well, how is everything tied into Metro well, News? Well, because we, we've got we've got an hour of Marshall Marshall Sports in the afternoon, right? And then we have to listen to an hour to sometimes two hours of WVU Sports. It's usually one hour because the statewide sports line is from six p to seven p. Uh, and it gets preempted a lot because, of course, play-by-play obligations as well. So it's an hour, plus Metro News is a statewide network. We're partners with them as far as the local radio station. Uh, Marshall Athletics and IMG are not partners with them. Here at the local radio station level, we are partners with them. And they're, okay. they're, the, they're the network that provides this uh, programming like the uh, high school game night with Fred Persinger, and that happens every Friday night. They're going to be the network that provides us the Super 6. Uh, so if Spring Valley makes the championship game, they're going to be carried on Metro News. And, of course, they are uh, the provider of Hoppy Kirchival's show, which we carry from 10 to noon, which we've carried for a long time here. Uh, that predates me. So, you know, we're partners with them. Marshall has nothing to do with them. I sure I would like more Marshall coverage, so maybe you can complain and rattle their cage a little bit. But yeah, th- we're partners with them. Marshall has nothing to do with that. Well, it just it just seems to me like that if we're going to have Marshall Sports Network, then it should be Marshall Sports Network. If we have to go out and find something else, it, it's almost like we're the again the redheaded stepchild down here when it comes to the radio. 
as well as the redheaded stepchild when it comes to getting money from the from the state because we're the little Marshall Junior College down here and WVU's the big giant school. Well, the and networks are controlled right now. Marshall's uh, broadcast rights are IMG. The radio network is IMG. Steve Cotton and those folks, um, they're the ones uh, who are the face of that. Steve, of course, is the play-by-play voice uh, and the people behind the scenes. And, and we're partners with them. And right. IMG also has uh, affiliation with West Virginia. So basically, IMG uh, controls uh, both networks. And it's up to local radio stations to decide, hey, I would like to carry Marshall football, basketball. And if there's an availability in their market, they'll carry it. So outside of what we do here on the local side, and of course, I love hearing the fact that you want more Marshall coverage. And so we will try to give you more Marshall coverage. But outside of what we do on the local side of things, uh, that is uh, how you grow it. It's through the network. Thanks, Mike. We appreciate it. i got to hit the commercial break. We'll come back and wrap it up here on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. To The Drive with Paul Swan, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Do me a favor, always five-star ratings help surface the show and other people to find the podcast. Or if you've got a podcast service you're using and they have a rating system, uh, always give us a positive rating. It helps surface the show so other herd fans can find it. I guess I'm going to have to do more. That's what I got. If you weren't with us on the last segment, go back on the podcast, listen to it, and then come back to this segment. I'm going to have to do more. I'm going to have to podcast more, I guess. I'm just going to have to do more. And if you're looking for herd athletics, don't forget 93.7 The Dog or right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, after this show, I'm going to have words with our uh, with our program director of 93.7 The Dog, Big John from Big John and Company, because, well, uh, apparently he's not doing a good enough job of promoting herd athletics on that 100,000 watt blowtorch that he is in charge of. So we're going to have conversations with him when we come back uh, next week. Oh, by the way, tomorrow, no show. We've got Doc Holiday coming up at 7 tomorrow, but we're going to have uh, college basketball action from the Maui. We'll have college basketball action later tonight. Thanksgiving, of course, we'll have Sunday night football style action, I hope. Monday night football action, I hope, because we got three games. We're going to have football from noon until you fall asleep from eating all that turkey. For our producer tonight, Gabriel Sellerts and Paul Swan. Special thanks to Tony Kemper, Marshall's women's basketball coach. Appreciate him also. I want to thank, of course, Woody Woodrum. I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Back on Monday. Until then, enjoy the holiday, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving.
WBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.